0: Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. Today is Thursday the 18th, and I'm excited to have you listening. It's been almost four and a half weeks since we started our Lenten journey, and I was looking back at all the scripture passages we've prayed through and the number of prayers we've said together. It's wonderful to see how God is speaking through our prayers and see how we are responding to his word. I hope you are finding this time to pray scripture daily a welcoming addition to your day and a source of receiving God's love. Today I want to talk about an English idiom that shows up several times in scriptures. It's an idiom that implies that we are beginning to see things with more clarity, that situations are more clearly and accurately seen, and that idiom is, And the scales dropped from their eyes. The scales that fall from our eyes is imagery to imply that we finally realize the truth about something after a period of confusion or being deceived. This is a reference to the story of Saul, who was a huge persecutor of the church and early Christians. He has this miraculous visit from Jesus on the road to Damascus where he loses his sight only to regain it later when the scales fall from his eyes and immediately he is baptized. From then on, Saul began to be the biggest supporter of the church and went on to help establish Christianity throughout Europe and he is remembered as the Apostle Paul. But the moment in the book of Acts when the scales dropped from his eyes, Paul saw the error of his ways and fully embraced God's vision for salvation through the Son. Now, I've been a Christian for the last 15 years and a priest for the last six, and I can honestly say that I have had only two moments when I can describe as if scales were dropping from my eyes— or moments in which clarity and perspective were given. Two moments when I can honestly say that I knew without a shadow of a doubt that God was guiding me in a particular direction and to a particular outcome. Two moments that lasted no more than five minutes when I felt God nudge me directly to where the scales could be described as dropping from my eyes. Two moments in a sea of 15 years of thousands of moments when my perspective had been cloudy and I had to discern my way forward. So my question is, what do we do in the sea of moments when it isn't clear how God's calling or nudging us? How do we know and hear God then? Well, this is when I remember Elijah and his hearing of God at Mount Horeb. Here, what we read is that God had every opportunity to speak in the extraordinary events, the strong wind, the fire, and earthquake. But Elijah doesn't hear God then. Often, we also look for the extraordinary to hear God's voice, as if that is the only way we know for sure God is speaking. But God actually showed up in a soft whisper to Elijah. It is as if the emphasis on God speaking in the everyday moments isn't in the extraordinary, but rather ordinary. God finds, more often, ways to communicate in personal and subtle ways. Again, I've said before, the essence of God is relationship and communion with God comes when we relate to God in every moment. God wants to communicate through relationships. Jesus, in John's gospel, says that his sheep know his voice and he knows each by name. That's only possible in the ordinary personal relationship. Discerning God's voice isn't so much about knowing if God speaks, but more about spending time with God to realize that God is always speaking to us. When it comes down to it, hearing God's voice is about tapping into a spiritual strength that endures in every moment. Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, wrote about such a strength by being rooted in Christ, being rooted means being able to discern God's voice. A reading from the letter to the Ephesians, chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory, He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit, now to Him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to Him be glory in the Church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Words that stand out for me are rooted, comprehend the breadth, length, depth, and height. Filled with the fullness of God and far more abundantly. Let us take these words and pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the riches of your glory that shine on us in this life. May we have the opportunity to share these riches with others throughout our life, but especially today. Teach us to pray and remember the needs of your church always and that through our prayers, our hope is that your strength is given to those who need it. We also pray that we are more deeply rooted in your word and grow in Christ's love. We pray that we work each day to produce the fruit of the Spirit all for the benefit of those that you have placed in our path today. May we show them the truth of your word as we all strive to comprehend the breadth and the length and the depth and the height of your love, a love that surpasses all understanding. We thank you for doing more than what we can ask or what we can even imagine. We thank you that we have that same power that can achieve so much in the Holy Spirit in us. We pray that we learn to tap into your dwelling presence each day in Christ. Amen. Being rooted in Christ's love is something that we all need to persevere, but also to thrive with abundance. My arrow prayer today is I pray that I'm more deeply rooted in your word and grow in Christ's love each day. I hope you have made it your practice to make an arrow prayer and to pray that simple prayer throughout your day. You are listening to the one. Keep up those spiritual disciplines and I will see you tomorrow.